You are about to opt in to Monerotopia, a show for the Monero community where all are welcome to join. From noob to maxi, no matter what bags you hold. Just sit back and relax to the sweet sounds of Monero's latest progress. Or if you're feeling inspired, join us on stage. Remember, the only thing that can stop Monero is a false belief that it can be stopped. And if you want to win the revolution faster, we recommend you remove your XMR from all custodial exchanges immediately. Warning, boating accidents are common around here. Don't forget to properly secure your private keys. Monerotopia starts now. going on guys sorry literally just got back from work yeah okay we're good but you you're seeing that right it's all screwed up yeah all right so i guess you did take get two. the studio ready when i was running home oh. sorry guys we're married now so yeah oh look at that how sweet bigger. cheers than others cheerios <laughs> oh. happy birthday monero <laughs> happy birthday so guys we've been going non-stop since monerotopia yeah i haven't um, tested this since we got back like literally non-stop <laughs> so need to stay home from work today to just kind of like empty our suitcases yeah <laughs> we're going non-stop what did we do after i don't know it's been a whirlwind yeah we landed then yeah we just worked we went straight we to went work straight Monday. to work that morning that day right yeah yeah oh my god and then uh then we got married again this weekend yes yeah, so the indian wedding we had the indian wedding i'm half all... Puerto Rican, half indian so we just had to cater to the both sides well i had yeah. <laughs> so that was a lot of fun <laughs> And now, happy birthday, Monero. And then Sunday we had Easter. Easter. Yeah. And then today we have Monero's birthday. Yeah. So, so it's, celebration um, all over. Non stop celebrations. No complaints. No complaints. No complaints. Uh, I think we should just jump into the price report. Let's do that. Jump in the price report and let's get people on stage right yeah. away because there's right. a lot of people waiting. Might as well uh, skip to that. All righty. The Monero Topia price report segment is sponsored by Local Monero. Avoid using KYC exchanges. Buy and sell Monero directly for fiat peer to peer. Hello. Amy. Yes. Uh, no. So I'm going to... Hi, can you hear me? Yep, we can hear you. Loud. All right, good. Uh, uh, both of you guys uh, wish you again a happy wedding. Second wedding, of course, for the, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> for the Indian Sorry. one. <laughs> cool, cool. I hope you had, it, you had some good dance as well. I think. Yes, we did. Yeah, we had some drummers, drummers there. And everything, yeah. I was full, full garb. I'll post fake. All right, that's good. Um, let me get started. I'll try to make it quick because I think there are other people as well waiting so uh well first of all thank you so much uh, i think it's been like six months journey so far with uh, monerotopia for me and uh, yeah also oh, i think i finished i guess i they started like in november or something and i think it's more been more than 18 episodes i guess like 20 plus but i think it's it's been going uh pretty well uh, and yes i also received a, a pico nero donation from somebody uh first time actually in the show so i want to thank that viewer uh, along with this so somebody's finding first it helpful time? wait wait I'm going to send you another right now. I mean, I think we can send you anyway, but I'm... <laughs> no, don't worry about it. I mean, it's it's like somebody, some anonymous uh, had done that, but I'm good. Uh, let me get started. Um, so, oh, I'm sorry. I have to get back to that one because I always start okay, with the presentation. Yeah, that up there for one second. Hold on, hold on. I right, got it. Got your address, donation address. Okay, right. go ahead. Continue. continue. Oh, no, no. I, I did not uh, mean anything like that. But uh, yes, so... I'm uh, going to start the blip. 
fear and greed index technical price action i'm going to talk a little bit about money run money run uh, about the transaction in fact as we speak i'm generating this uh, the transactions on the other laptop i have uh, to see if we already have transactions for today because it's been like close to midnight where i am <clears throat> and talk a little bit about on chain on chain price action what's happening and uh, yes, as we I think I already said, eighth birthday for Monero and Moniran. And it just so happened I registered the domain moniran.com. Let's see if I can make something good of it. In the it looks like a buzzword now, so maybe I can. Um, all right, so let's get started with this. So greed and fear index. Um, uh, great that uh, we have a lot of fear in the market, which is actually I like that because that's a good opportunity to buy. And it's been a little uh, funny that we have going been going sideways in 2022, but I think that's great. Uh, as I see, it's a great accumulation so far. I will just talk about that. Um, where are we now? Uh, so given that we are in some sort of fear. Uh, Let's see what is BTC USD doing uh, again, uh, flirting around 40,000 US dollars, nothing exciting. Uh, <clears throat> but what I also see, I think I will come to that a little later. Uh, long term in, uh, in institutional buyers have been accumulating Bitcoin about the 40 to 44,000 range. And we can see a lot of activity there in the last three days, especially from April 15, 16, 17. Oh, uh, I don't hear your voice somehow. Um, yes, there's been a lot of activity yeah, last yeah. a few days. Yeah, last few days. And the futures market, uh, you know, just to uh, enjoy the volatility, uh, futures markets were selling off a little bit, but now they have stabilized. Uh, as far as BTC USD price action goes, I see a couple of weeks of uh, dry price action and then uh, entering into some sort of bullish momentum in the, in the coming days. But I think I, I see somewhere around this 40,000. I don't really see ourselves breaking below 36,000 at this at this stage uh, unless and until of course something happens but I don't see that now um, <clears throat> sorry uh, so the next one is uh, Monero USD wonderful chart I would say I think I spoke about it last time we get full candles that means uh, the bull run has gotten started and that is something that we should see continuing this is the monthly chart uh, if I go to the weekly chart uh, still pretty good not overbought yet um, so I think we have really good candles it's Heiken Ashi candles and I cannot say enough uh, because we also uh, you know have not really entered into the bullish phase where we see something like 20 30 40 percent in a day I think we have been like these kind of candles are actually very healthy for something like Monero. If we see the daily charts, I think it's a it's a bit overbought now. We should see some correction in the in the coming days, but it could just as well happen uh, with what's happening with Monero. Uh, I, I'm also like curious to see the activities on chain, <clears throat> but uh, I think uh, we we have to focus on the weekly chart, which seems like we have more momentum pending. This is the Monero Bitcoin weekly chart. And we see that we have started to become a bit oversold uh, on the MXMR BTC. So I should see, sorry, overbought. There should be some kind of uh, correction in the in the next few days, I would say, because it's uh, piercing through the Bollinger Band and it needs to stay within. And there is a large deviation, if you see, between these two points. 
So, but I think it's well above the long-term trend line. So I think it's uh, it's it's been doing well. Uh, no complaints there. Uh, I'm coming to the um, on-chain analysis. So I'm going to present three charts here uh, quickly. Uh, one thing that I mentioned at the start of the show was uh, the big whales, the big daddies, as they say, uh, have been buying off exchanges. So there has been a lot of outflow from the exchanges to the cold wallets. And in the last, yeah, as I said, last few days, last three, four days, uh, there has been a lot of outflow. And what I mean by whales is... Uh, the wallets having more than 1000 BTC of balance. So there has been a lot of activity. And this also coincides very well uh, with the buying habits of whales. This is the chart uh, took from Willy Wu. Um, as you see, the whales had started buying from something like end of February and it's actually growing. And last few days, I actually I can't really zoom in. We can't really see much here, but it's it's kind of like a, a logarithmic, even this one. And this is growing. So uh, whales are really taking opportunity of this. And I don't see ourselves going below 36,000. But I think we're flirting around 40. And this is also, uh, let's minimize this, the Bitcoin composite demand, which is also, uh, it's a mix between the futures market as well as the uh, spot market. And right now the buying has been neutral. If you see the grand scheme of things, the reason price is not going up. So we are stabilizing around 40,000. And uh, yeah, I think I already mentioned that, that, give it a couple of weeks and we are heading, should the trend continue like this, uh, remaining this way with institutional buyers, continuing the trend of buying in the spot market, uh, 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 finishing the liquidity from the exchanges. Uh, we should see, we should head towards uh, 44 piercing that and then head towards 50. Let's see how that goes. And uh, a couple of more things to end this. Um, this is the... The line that you see with my mouse is the price of Monero that is going up. And on the right side, the y-axis is the price of XMR. And the line that I'm tracing right now uh, is the number of transactions per day. So if I just, this is the number of transactions that has happened in the last uh, two weeks, three weeks. We see that there has been a dip in the transactions since the time Monirun was announced. So we had something like 20 to 25,000 transactions and suddenly it dipped to uh, 13,000 yesterday or the day before. And that is, uh, you know, that begs the question on why that happened. Could be because of bit ex exchanges stopping the withdrawals. But I'm really curious to see the numbers because today is the big event, as they, as we say. Uh, I'm really curious to see the events. I mean, that's what I was trying to generate, but I, I still don't have the number for today and there'd be a big uh, pop in transactions today is what um uh, i think that's something wait and watch uh, i don't want to speculate uh, theoretically yes we should have i would expect something like twenty-five thousand at least um but if if that's not the case it could be that people have been front running the money run and they've already done their bidding in the last couple of weeks that would be my uh, assumption. But yeah, theoretically, it's possible that we see something like 25,000 or more, but really cannot say until I see the data. And the last chart is about short squeeze in Monero. Uh, we've been seeing that, uh, I think last time I noted that the volumes, average volumes were heading around $180 million on a daily basis. And uh, suddenly we saw a, a very low volume today. And that could explain the short squeeze that happened because uh, when volumes are stabilizing and suddenly the volume goes down, uh, we have something kind of a falling wedge. <coughs> in, in in case of Monero, that was not a falling wedge, but this is one of the parameters where there's short squeeze. And we also saw that, uh, let me just open that. It was, 
I wouldn't really call this. This is like an outlier because let's say one or two buyers just shot up, the, bought the stuff in the market and just start shot up to 264. So I would like it to be organic, but uh, let's see how that goes. Uh, I think that's all from my side. I don't have much more for you. All right. All right. Yeah. Thank you so much. So, so what do you what do you think? You think the Monero run uh, was a success? What? what <laughs> it's hard to say. Well, I, I think I think I made a post on Reddit. Uh, I think it was an XMR trader uh, yesterday where I said that three possibilities of course one is the price remaining neutral which begs a few questions uh, price going down to 210 and price going above 270 if it goes above 270 today then it will be success in my opinion all right and what what your speculation is that what because of the run on monero some exchanges had a had to acquire monero and that's why we saw the price rise like that would be the that's the hypothesis there yeah i think uh, i think your hypothesis is as as good as mine <laughs> i mean that could be and that could also be that people are, um, uh, let's say, just buying with the hope that uh, this hypothesis is true and they can make some quick bucks. So people right. are just buying off money rows and probably there is a sell-off coming soon because even on the RSI, on a, on a daily uh, level, it's kind of overbought. All right. Well, people are definitely uh, interested in that. All yeah. Right. All right. So yeah, I will see you offline. Thank you so much. Awesome. Jumping yeah. on. Stay on if you want to talk later. Yeah, I would. Yeah. Thanks for joining us on a Monday. <laughs> Well, it's, it's actually midnight here, so I, I yeah, I know. Go to sleep. Thank you so much for staying up. <laughs> no, but I will be offline. Let's see uh, how long I'm awake. <laughs> All right, perfect. All right, ciao. All right. Happy Monero birthday. All right, happy Monero birthday. Cheerios. All right, let's move on to the guest segment. Monerotopia guest segment is sponsored by Cake Wallet. Store, send, receive, and exchange your Monero and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. Cake Wallet is open source, and you always control your own keys. Alrighty, alrighty. Welcome, welcome. Hey, How's this, it going? This is the guy that started it all. Greetings, greetings. Happy birthday, we Monero comrades. Can you hear me? <laughs> We got you. You're yes. a, little, a little slow first, but I think we're good, right? Yes, I think so. Hello? Hello. Yeah, yeah. Hello. I'd Here call you. it today a success, to be honest, because of the coverage we, uh, the the event got in terms of the, the purpose of the event. I think it was, uh, I think the wider crypto community, they might be uh, coming on to the idea of centralized exchanges, uh, not actually having the reserves that are being traded as the uh, paper units on the exchange. But in terms of... The, the, whether the short squeeze had any uh, effect on the uh, Monero price short term, it doesn't matter because this Monero is not a single day event. So I'd like to reassure all my fellow comrades that this is actually going to be a sustained effort to, to increase the consciousness of, of the wider crypto community of the fundamentals of Monero. Why specifically Monero is likely going to be short squeeze in terms of suppressed because of the uh, non-transparent addresses. And event so movements like this is, is I think it's just uh, it's going to contribute to the inevitable adoption and awareness of Monero. Yeah, definitely uh, definitely a success. Just nothing more got the word out about the, you know, the uh, this this meme of take, taking your Monero off the exchanges, uh, whether or not exchanges are actually you know, selling paper Monero. We, I guess we don't we don't know. Uh, but either way, uh, it makes sense to always pull your Monero off exchanges. So I think it's uh, been successful in getting the word out. I mean, definitely feels like it on uh, Twitter and elsewhere. Um, we were going to bring this up in the news 
section, but I saw that I think even Vice uh, posted an article today. That's right, Vice Coin Bureau. Yeah, so Just Coin Bureau is one thing, and then Vice. That I mean, that that's that's huge, you know, to see them yeah, yeah, yeah. bring that up. So, congrats to you, man, on uh, initiating this. Right? Is it is it fair to say you were that you were the guy who kind of started this whole? whole idea? I don't take any individual uh, responsibility. It was an obvious uh, community uh, subconscious thought that just had to be put out there and initiated to be honest that's why i have no intention of this bogdan of uh figure being any significant individual okay well good job job channeling that uh you know that thought and bringing it to fruition we appreciate that awesome good work yeah uh, and i would like to say good work to monerotopia uh the event was i think a great success and i think it was just the beginning of a, of a greater future for monerotopia and the greater monero community as this becomes more solid and gaining momentum thank you awesome yeah, thank you yeah we were really excited we actually felt good the day after because we felt like you know we actually we, we actually felt good not. yeah <laughs> like wow yeah, we no, think it was, it was successful i already think vacation um get that now but uh we're, yeah we're let's excited. not do that <laughs> Uh, we saw we saw a nice little price divergence after after the events. So we like to take yes, credit for yes. that. Yes, <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, no, it was a total success. I mean, with the really the value came from the people that we were able to get get to talk at the conference. Just had an amazing lineup. So yeah, it was awesome. And all the people that showed up too. Yeah, up, turned out and uh, participated in the conference. And then yeah, all the guests as well. They like, stayed like, there like, all yeah. day long. It was from eight a.m. Yeah. to eleven p.m. And I will tell you, there was a handful that stayed there the entire day <laughs> i really appreciate that well yeah obviously yeah, we yeah just... <laughs> next next one will definitely be a multi-day event um but we want to continue along the same line having the, the vendors the monero vendors and um kind of like uh what pork fest does um but showcasing monero and having monero talks throughout and uh yeah so where the next location is i do not know yet we were t talking about even maybe potentially doing it in new york i know that kind of makes people People uh, take a step back. New York isn't exactly uh, the land of liberty right now, but that's part of the reason why I might just want try to, to make it, it happen. <laughs> yeah, just uh, you know, I think there's there's a lot of people in New York uh, that aren't in the situation where they can just kind of pick up and leave, move to Florida or whatever it is. Uh, they're disgusted with what's going on around here. So I think maybe we could kind of you know uh, bring them out, pull them out to Monero events. So that's it's one idea we may or may you know. Oh, we have a fan here. It says Monerotopia in New York please all, all right, right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we'll make it easier <laughs> for us whether or not they even know about there uh but inviting them to uh, to opt out for, for a couple days what do you think man what do you think about new york as a potential monerotopia location i'd like to support manchester as a potential monerotopia location to be honest they're <laughs> international awesome and man. i think awesome. we could rally quite a lot of support over the atlantic yeah that would be great too that's a problem it's, uh, a lot of like yeah, I mean, the world is <laughs> big, guys. <laughs> there are lots um, of places we'd love to do it. Hey, any, anything else you want to bring up uh, about today's Monero run? I'd like to bring up what's a fungible mentioned about 270 being a significant price 
uh, target. We did wick above. That uh, seems like we're on a bit of a correcting with the momentum, but there's a potential that we do break further. I mean, I've been hearing that Monero's been over overbought for I think two weeks now. I've been hearing that it's overbought needs to cool down. Cool down. But you, we all know in crypto when things start to take off, it takes takes us by surprise how it could be charging up and absolutely no no cool cool off period. But I think uh, the, the wider the wider Acknowledgement of Monero is is coming along, no doubt about it. Yes. And uh, j just emphasize that we will be making this Monero run a annual annual official annual date of the 18th of April. Why not? As uh, it's Monero's birthday, I, I think the in the articles being said that it's the eighth birthday of Monero. I think that's a greater uh, putting it out there that it's the eighth birthday of Monero. I think it really goes to show how long Monero has been about. It's only growing more credible in the in the dark uh, in the dark net marketplaces it's only as long as it goes on it's only gaining more credibility as the longest privacy coin and it can be trusted and it's trusted it's been trusted for eight years and it's fulfilled its promise it's not a promise shit coin that's uh, i think what i like to see yeah, it's amazing the amount of people hurt still don't really know much about mara at all if anything um, <clears throat> and so yeah it's, it's nice to see it getting some some kind of mainstream attention in the crypto sphere but yeah that always shocks me the amount of people that i meet uh that are you know claim to be into crypto they know about crypto and then you bring up monero and you know maybe they're like oh yeah i heard of it but like the, the amount of people that just don't really know about it still given how long it's been around um it's kind of hard to believe right yeah they know about it but they don't know it you know they've heard about it but they don't know what it's actually about right yeah. they haven't stopped to take a good look at it and uh some of them just assume like you know it's it's you know an old project that died you know you get that you get that sometimes yeah i think they'll just view it as another currency point like another litecoin or something i think people really underestimate or just have are oblivious to the the strong privacy uh, fundamentals it, it has uh, there's no doubt about it uh monero's market cap cons conservatively should be 80 80 billion from what an all-time high of something like uh dogecoin or xrp was that was, so using that as a parallel yeah stay strong monero comrades because this noble cause will indeed reward us for, for supporting what is is right to be honest this crypto community the crypto sector is lost and i think monero is what is one of the few projects if not one of the only projects that holds on to satoshi's true vision of a decentralized and and you know, p2p private currency you know so i don't think our efforts will go in vain well I, I sure hope it doesn't but i don't you know fundamentally there's no reason why this isn't going to probably be greater than what we could even conceive well said man well said um i mean i feel like like we're kind of beyond beyond the point of uh you know no return here it feels like monero has has crossed the the chasm so to speak uh, i mean bitcoin most certainly has um but i feel like monero has too already uh that it's you know its tentacles are are, are in deep i i don't see uh i don't see how it could possibly be killed off at this point in any way and uh given that it's gained network effect uh for the use case of digital cash and it's way Winning that that space, I don't I don't see uh, really how it could be toppled from that position. What, what, what's your take on that? I completely I completely agree with you. Uh, as as years go, as his credibility go, carries on and. It fulfills its promise as, the, as a true privacy coin. It's uh, it's like Murphy's law of if, if something's going to go wrong, it's going to go wrong anyway. But you know, using this in terms of you know, crypto 
cryptocurrencies, transparency, uh, that, you know, is, is wrong where the people are naive of, of the transparency of greater projects and the inevitability of uh, people that are engaged in crypto to wake up to the true fundamentals of Monero is, is an inevitability. It's going to happen anyway. And things like this is just contributing to the inevitability, inevitability of what we're about to see. 100%, man. Uh, I, see we sh- I think we should get the people up on stage, right? Because we have a lot of amazing, amazing guests that are just kind of hanging out today that want to participate in the Monero birthday. Should we do yeah, the new yeah. really, really fast? Or? You want to do it quickly? I don't know. It's up to you. Yeah, we'll do it really quickly. We'll do a short version. Uh, can you hang with us a little bit more, Bugnuff? I'll be hanging. I'll be hanging. I'll be hanging. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Please, yep. please hang around because we can bring around. everybody else up on stage. Right, so we'll quickly do the news segment. Yeah. The Monerotopia weekly news segment is sponsored by IVPN. Use a VPN to help prevent your online activity from becoming a permanent record. IVPN encrypts your data and DNS requests so your ISP or mobile network provider cannot monitor or log your online activity. Purchase an IVPN service today anonymously with Monero. Oh yeah, first first story. Uh, Vice. So Vice today posted an article. Monero owners are staging a crypto bank run to test exchanges. So I think I think it's pretty huge that we have right Vice uh, writing up uh, about this. Um, and you know they there was no kind of like uh, wasn't your typical crypto article where they make a lot of mistakes and you know not properly describe things. So it was nice to see. Um, yeah, we jump to the next one. Um, Elizabeth. Wow. So Elizabeth was the one that did the talk on ETH to uh, Monero atomic swaps at Monerotopia. And she put out this tweet. Wow, so censorship resistant right now seems they're enforcing it through the front end. Only a matter of time before it's on-chain also. Oh, so she was uh, criticizing Tornado Cash. Um, Tornado Cash uses chain analysis Oracle contract to block OFAC sanction addresses from uh, accessing the DAP. So, yeah, I mean, come on, man. So this is supposed to be a tool that is used to obfuscate uh, ETH transactions, and um, you know they're they're teaming up with chain analysis to basically uh, you know, sanction certain transactions. Um, yeah, not cool. Uh, and uh, it's it's nice to see Elizabeth point that out. And she was a speaker at Monerotopia talking about ETH to Monero atomic swaps, which will I guess make something like Tornado Cash uh, irrelevant. Um, sh- what is this? F Luffy Pony. I was reading Elliptic. Oh, so this was an article uh, that came out on, uh, or no, Elliptic, the, the company, which chain analytics company, posted this. Uh, I was reading Elliptic site yesterday and I found something really interesting. They're literally admitting that they'll never be able to trace Monero transactions. So, yeah, that was pretty cool. They kind of stated that in their article. Um, just nice to see. Uh, jump to the next one. Just more proof that Monero is working. Uh, Bitcoin won't fix this. Only place up oh, they can't read it because you're moving it bitcoin won't fix this only plebes and fifth columners will claim that monero on the other hand this is true for you what is this this is beware of cbdc digital form of fiat they want absolute control um i don't even know what was uh was the point i was trying to make with this with this uh tweet here wait scroll back up <laughs> sorry guys i put that i put this together <laughs> well as i was driving home today uh let's go to the next one i don't even know what i was trying to make with it uh, um article came out today oh somebody's posting about the monero community reaches consent for July hard fork. So uh, yeah, guys, so Monero is going to be getting another upgrade soon. Uh, that's super big news. It's going to happen in July. Uh, basically, you know, the devs came to consensus on that. Uh, and the biggest, biggest kind of part of that news is that Monero's ring size is going to
going to go from 11 to 16. What's going on here? Um, and that view tags are going to be added, which is going to improve the efficiency of Monero wallets. Uh, it's going to be something absurd, like uh, I think a 30% increase oh. in the speed at which the uh, you know blockchain will be uh, downloaded. So that's nice to see. Obviously, that's really exciting, especially for you know those of us that use Monero on the daily. You know, our, our Cake wallet or Monero.com wallet or Monero wallet, whatever it may be, is going to load a lot faster. So it's super exciting to see. And at the same time, uh, actual our, our transactions will be getting more private with the increased ring size. Uh, I put this out there today. It was just a tweet that I put out and I got a ton of, ton of uh, likes just celebrating Monero's eighth birthday and making the comment that Monero will be labeled as one of the greatest opportunities of all time. Uh, sitting for years at prices that anyone could afford to accumulate, having solved Bitcoin's greatest flaws and organically being adopted as true digital cash. I don't know. That's the way I look at it, guys. I got some, some, a lot, a lot of love with it. And then a couple of people criticizing it, saying we shouldn't be, you know, even talking about Monero's price. But I just, I just disagree with that. I don't see how you separate out of discussion from the idea that we want everybody to adopt as did cash. Uh, it's okay to be excited about its price. And we need Monero's price to grow as, you know, uh, if we want to see adoption grow. And, you know, it's, they're, they're, intri- they're, they're connected. Uh, you can't have one without the other. Um, so I don't think there's anything wrong be out there uh, talk, being excited about Monero's growth um, and its its growth in price as well. So excited to see. All right. That was it. And yeah, let's get everybody up on uh, get everybody up on stage. It's the viewers on stage segment. It's that time where we invite you, the viewers, up on stage to comment on anything you've heard so far today, ask the guest a question, or maybe talk about one of the news topics. Come on down. Got to add you all on. I'm going to be muting all of you for a second. Okay. Well, we got a lot of people. How's it going? Welcome. How's Welcome, going, everyone. Guys, you want to give, uh, who do you want to floor? Body floor? Let's do body. How's it going? Hey, guys. Again, and uh, thanks for putting on a fantastic event. Awesome. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, man. For... It was great meeting you. You were one of the uh, one of the guys that were like, oh, wow. He's real. He's real. <laughs> well, he's, real. he's actually <laughs> a real human being. <laughs> I felt the same way. I was like, man, I've been chatting with these guys for like three years now. It's great to find them. <laughs> We had to meet in person. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we had we had a great time. I apologize when I was talking to you. I didn't even put two two together in real because I, I remember body anarchist, body anarchist, like the name and everything. And I didn't realize we had we had obviously we had you on Monerocopia. <laughs> you gave a price report, yeah. uh, but we were meeting a lot of people. So um, it was a nonstop. Awesome there. to met down there in person, man. And, uh, yeah, Likewise, hope you had as yeah, much. Uh, I'm the same way, man. I, I'll meet people and I love them, and then I just can't remember their name. I'm so bad with people in my head. You know, I'm an engineer so I can do like numbers and stuff but people I, I got to work on, work on. <laughs> so body what, what do you think man uh what do you, what do you think about the Monero run uh what, what's the it's resounding success like it's it's way more successful than I even thought um so I made that post on uh on the cryptocurrency subreddit and I'm used to getting like maybe 10 upvotes you know like from from Monero people you know 20 upvotes and uh that thing just blew up to over 2,000 uh 2,000 upvotes and we've got Vice talking about it and uh you know I I wanted to ask you guys a question. Vice in their article said, hey, if you want to, if someone knows more about this and you want to chat with us, I was like, yeah, maybe I should message that guy on Signal and come prepared with like little pre-prepared statements. Because, you know, like, I don't want to talk, you know, talk too much crap, but a lot of those websites or a lot of those places like Vice, they'll get you to say a whole bunch of stuff in an interview and then they'll grab like three things and arrange them out of context. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know. What do you guys think about chatting with? 
if I were to chat with someone in Vice. I think you definitely should. So you were one of the people quoted in the article, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah no, you definitely should chat with them 100%. Yeah, I, I noticed that too. My eyes lit up when I saw that too. Like, oh, we should contact guy. I was even thinking maybe during Monerotopia to get him, get him on the show, call him up. Yeah. Call him up signal. <laughs> Hello. Yeah. Oh, yeah, signal number. Um, yeah, Interview no. the interviewers. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> reach out to him, man. Give, give him some information, some bullet points on Monero. Yeah, right on. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah, I but, uh, yeah, I mean, we the, we got the price performance we were hoping for. Um, you know, and I, I think it's possible we might not be quite done because it looks a lot to me like probably these exchanges are trying, at least the ones that are short on Monero, are trying to kind of drag this out. They're trying not to buy too much too fast at any one point. If you look at the recent um, price, it's kind of like there's this nice uptrend line it's just kind of like doing this and it's like it, it kind of breaks and not really but it, it hangs out there and then today we just shot right above that that trend line and so it could be that Binance or whoever still has a lot of people to pay out and they're just kind of like delaying and trying not to cause too much price spikes so there's a possibility this could continue for a few more days at least that's what the optimist in me wants to say <laughs> cool somebody mentioned somebody just said, said Bloomberg uh, talked about, talk about it, it. Yeah, 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 I agree with you Baldi. Baldi. Yeah. yeah um this is not over and i do agree i think finance and the certain exchanges they are dragging it out and for sure there will be individuals with significant holdings on monero as trade maybe you know probably more as on an individual level probably waiting to take profits you know you know having it there on, a, on, a, on an individual profit basis but hell i still have it that ready to buy <laughs> like i bought some this yeah. morning and i'm gonna buy some more later like maybe right after the changeover of the uh, the candle from today to tomorrow yeah i mean for sure because we've broken out on a long-term technical basis uh, you know it's just a cosmic confluence to be honest that this is coinciding with a, you know tech, we couldn't couldn't have prepared a setup like this so you know i don't want to get anyone's hope i don't want to set anyone set anyone dreams but also i'm actually being realistic that this could this is a serious uh momentum shift in monero price and awareness both so it's, it's good man the sentiment change and the the cryptocurrency subreddit is awesome to see a year ago we would post stuff about Monero and it was always the same stuff like, oh, it's for criminals or, oh, it's not going to go up in price or, uh, you know, insert any any possible criticism and uh, or they're just going to ban it. Right. Or they're, they're not going to let it exist. And nowadays people are like, screw that. We don't care. Like they've seen they've seen the Canada fiasco that happened. They, they see Ukraine. And I think we've turned a major corner as far as sentiment goes. I, I go there and there's just random people saying, oh, yeah, I just bought Monero today. I, I, I just got into Monero. It's awesome. Even at the conference, um, there was people that were just like, I don't know, a month or two of just a few months old into crypto and, and pretty brand new to Monero. So we're getting new people and and it's got a really positive sentiment right now. You know, and the irony is shouldn't be lost on us that today is not only Monero's birthday, but uh, uh, tax day as they would start voting accident day, really, you know, how, how we might choose to do that. Pretty, pretty, pretty humble coincidence there. Monero's birthday, Monero run, tax day. You know, it, plan we, we, uh, we might have set a new price floor with this event as well. Because a lot of people, it seems like a lot of people had crypto on ex uh, Monero on exchanges and they pulled it off. Like, it, yes, we have new people buying, but I think a lot of people just had old crypto or old Monero on the exchange and, and realized that they need to pull it off. So it's very possible that we just set a new price for it um, that will be really difficult to go below. So, um, you know, we're breaking trends, trend, line or trend lines right now. So hopefully that continues. Yeah, let's uh, let's get some other people in here just because they're waiting. Uh, Arctic Mind. Hello, hello. Unmute yourself. I will do that right now. Can I hear him? 
Can you yes. hear me? Yes, we yeah. can. Uh, How great are conference. You? I am doing really good. good. Uh, uh, got back from the conference. A few delays on the flights, but that was fine. Been very busy for the last week. Um, and it was a phenomenal conference. And I was really happy with that. Awesome. awesome. Glad Never to hear that. You, uh, yeah. Absolutely phenomenal. Thank you for coming. <laughs> um, I got a lot of, I got more than what I aim to be accomplished out of that. So it was really worth my time. One comment, I, of course, also attended the Bitcoin conference. And and at a fundamental level, to be honest, I was incredibly disappointed. Um, I haven't been a Bitcoiner, so really active. I'm, I'm coming back from the early Bitcoiner, you know, 2011, 2012, 2013, up to about 2014. And that's kind of the mindset I look at Bitcoin. And what I saw there, just it's totally gone from its original roots. It's a totally different thing. I mean, the fact that I could not buy a cup of coffee without either paying with a credit card or with a proprietary app, which was essentially a credit card funding funded by Bitcoin um, in a Bitcoin conference. And they didn't even take US currency. I mean, that was in the United States. That was just a, an eye opener. It's a, sometimes the little things that uh, concern me. So I'm quite concerned that Bitcoin could break to the downward. Um, I think uh, people are talking about uh, uh, short squeezes of Monero. I don't think we think anything. This is like nothing. If it if it does short squeeze, and I think we got a taste of that with um, Dogecoin last year, it's going to be way more than what we've seen today when it does happen. Um, and also, I really suspect that it's not just Monero being shorted here. The, the exchanges have shorted a portfolio of altcoins, uh, which is way less risky than just shorting Monero. And what that does is that on average, they're probably making money on this. I mean, there's a lot of coins where you, and then one of them spikes, they can cover the losses on, on others. So if you short you know 20 or 30 altcoins and one of them goes you know right goes up and the rest go down well you you may have a little rebalancing to do but you could get away with it so uh, that's what I think is happening. Um, and what I saw last year with Dogecoin, where, when it really spiked very violently in a very short period of time, and it had a ripple effect on Monero and a whole bunch of other things. Um, this is what I think can happen um, it, when there's a real short squeeze in Monero. It'd be something that violent. It's not going to be, you know, going from with respect to Bitcoin. And when I'm saying shorting, they're shorting Monero and going long Bitcoin. So what they're doing is they're shorting not just Monero, but say Dogecoin and Litecoin and Bitcoin Cash and Dash and a whole bunch of them. Most of them they're going to make money on and there are a few, and I think Monero is one of them, they're going to get hit, but it's not just a single Monero shot. Um, I'm still watching whether Poloniex has opened up uh, withdrawals. They haven't done that yet. They seem to be having problems with the wallet, very interestingly. Uh, Poloniex is interesting because it's one of the first exchanges. But what I am seeing is you see Monero um, increasing in value vis-a-vis -vis Bitcoin, kind of increasing in value in the USD, but the Bitcoin price is very, very shaky. So it's a very interesting situation what's happening. I mean, uh, so that's kind of my thought about the whole thing. Um, do, they think, sorry? do you think there was some kind, there is potentially some paper Monero being sold? Do you think that's... Uh... Oh, 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 absolutely there is. There is. I mean, I think it's not just Monero. What I'm saying is that there's a sizable short portfolio, which includes Monero, but includes pretty well every major altcoin that has been around for a while. That are sort of things like uh, Dogecoin, maybe they kind of took a bit of a lesson on that one. Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin SV, Dash, um, pretty well Cash. 
pretty well a whole bunch of them. Uh, they're not just shorting Monero. And so they're hedging a potential loss of one against another. So I, I'm absolutely convinced. I mean, if you look at the, the all the, uh, what everybody in the community is saying about, uh, um, you know, making it difficult to withdraw and so on. So these exchanges are hedging this. They're not just looking, well, I don't think we can just look at Monero versus Bitcoin here. We need to look at a portfolio and the hedging. Uh, and so it's a bit different from that respect. <laughs> Uh, and Monero is still relatively low in market cap to Bitcoin, that, that it's not going to have a brutal impact. If we get to, well, I mean, for example, if Monero flips Bitcoin cash, starts getting into the top 20 or the top 10, then it could be very dangerous and then they'll back off. Um, that's what I think these exchanges are going to do, to be honest. How about this, because, this? Sorry? Go ahead, finish your thought. No, I, they're, they're going to back off. And, and if they don't, and Monero does squeeze, this is nothing to care what can happen. Um, you know, it, it shows a real short squeeze on this thing it's just gonna be brutal that's my and it's the easiest asset to take delivery on i mean all you do is just withdraw it to your own wallet i mean short squeezes have been around i remember, I remember when the hunt brothers tried to short squeeze silver uh in, i think it was the late early 80s and uh they changed the delivery rules and so on but with uh cryptocurrency it's just so easy to short, to squeeze a short to the wall it's not even funny yeah, yeah. so I wouldn't. Sorry. I think we get to the point where exchanges, you know, do something about it to prove that they have reserves. Do you think something some, like what happened? You know, what's going on with this Monero run? Do, are we going to bring it to their attention? Is it going to become something that exchanges do, or they can just continue to ignore? Well, they'll probably, if Monero moves significantly, they'll probably start doing or stop doing it on Monero, but they'll keep doing it on the other ones unless they're regulated from from doing it. Uh, if they get burned a few times, they're going to back off from Monero and they're going to go for other things. But I don't think. I, I don't think this is limited to Monero, and I don't think um, they will probably pick a whole bunch of other coins. It's just a lot of coins. You can do that very profitably over a period of time. So uh, it, it, what we've seen already, I mean, Monero it was below. At one point, it was in, in, in the top 50, now it's in the top 40. It will probably pop into the top 30 on coin market cap. Um, so we're seeing a very strong move with respect to Bitcoin, but kind of a flattish, slight move with respect to USD. So it's basically right now sort of slightly growing, but essentially offsetting Bitcoin's fall. That's what it's doing. Um, and so if you have a short Monero versus Bitcoin, obviously you're going to get hurt. But keep in mind that some of these other coins are also shorting, the Bitcoin cashers, the uh, Litecoin, Dash. They're going further than Bitcoin. So they're, they're making money on those others. So that's what I think is going cool. Martian, I see you keep dropping out come back in are, are you there he was having <clears throat> audio issues that's right I, I, do i sound clear at all or no you're sounding yeah chime in great so i'm in now that, that was a great, I, I really want to listen to what you had to say i just i was having issues but i appreciate that and and now i'm back so i i think maybe my heart is a war drum for a revolution and one thing that i noticed after being at just communicating with people and talking to people like yourselves and other people hey, hey um uh was it body a hey we know each other <laughs> uh, from Monerotopia. <laughs> um, i recognize your voice bro i, I won't say anything but i recognize your voice that's right <laughs> um hey so it's um i'm what i found out is i'm actually more pessimistic about the present and more optimistic about the future than anyone else that i've ever met and so maybe that's a new and interesting perspective that someone might want to consider <laughs> and so here's where i go and, and it, it does tie into Monero deeply it really does and i'm so happy for this uh and, and like just because you want to be a phoenix that rises from the ashes so you need to see what is the problem before you can see what is the solution 
and the game is locked. Like at one point, people had privacy. Like we had, yeah, we still have dollar bills, and people say, "Hey, we're competing against cash." Yes, we're competing against cash. That that method of finance that existed hundred years ago. Now we live in an internet world, and we need internet cash. But at the same time, <laughs> there were a lot of things that were also more private. There was an Atlantic Ocean between us and King George, even though it was owned by the Parliament. <laughs> uh, like at, at the time, these people came up with these good ideas about liberty a long time ago. I've been traveling up and down the East Coast from Manhattan to Massachusetts to Bo- you know Boston. Uh, I went to uh, um, uh, all kinds of different places up and down the East Coast. I went to Thomas Jefferson's house. The man, his entire house is a conversation piece. Every single facet of it. Not just the conversation pieces, but the, the architecture itself. It taught me so much about people that lived in times of, of oppression from all over the place. People that saw a vision. And it showed me a whole lot new things that i've never seen in my education people that people these kids are robbed of their of their education just not being able to see what they 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 should have been taught about the founder not they're not they're not gods they're not perfect but they they did have ideas they did live in conditions and they could teach us things about our day to day like if i cured cancer today people in 400 years would knock down my statue because i wore reeboks and you know i'm not perfect no i'm not living in a perfect world but i might try for a better tomorrow. I might create the terms for better tomorrow. I might create liberty for myself today. Liberty in our lifetime, liberty for our children, liberty for everyone that comes past us. We don't have that yet because they didn't see at the time. There, there was class hierarchies. There's the British system. It was mon- like the monarchies, right? And there could be like a duke or whatever. Now you, you don't need that. You just have the money. There was no industrial revolution. There was none of those things. What we need to understand is that there's a new form of tyranny. Things that, that those founders couldn't see because it, just, it wasn't in their perception. We were dragged down. You thought you could talk? Well, there's, there's something called a corporation. It's legally defined as something that has to have value for shareholders. And now you look at Elon Musk. This is so timely. Not only at the time of the eighth birthday of Monero, it is also a time when we're seeing this enigmatic, this uh, charismatic like guy, this billionaire. You can think what you want. I'm not a, I'm not an Elon fanboy, but he, in fact, Elon's a normie. Crypto Bear is right. <laughs> Elon's a normie. Guess what? <laughs> he is. And guess what? He also figured out, I'm going to buy, I'm going to be the biggest shareholder of Twitter. Now I can make some change. Oh, I, I he found out I'm, I'm a little bit wrong about that. And then, then let's just like wind it back. Suddenly, like, like we, he didn't show us all the steps of his thinking and all his consultations and all, and all that, but he figured out, can I be the 51% shareholder? And then like be the biggest, no, actually need to own the whole freaking thing because, because there's a fiduciary, <laughs> obligation to the shareholders they you have to strip all morality you have to strip all obligations that enters our every single thing that at every facet of our lives that you want to have medicine well only if it's good for profits that's that's not and no one's to blame there's no king george it's abstracted it's convoluted this is wild wild and guess what let's go down let's say you want to create a movement you want to be a new booker t washington you want to be a malcolm x you want to be a uh um you know you want to be the next uh martin luther king jr 
You, you can't because you, you start a parade and all of a sudden these corporations say, well, if there's going to be a social movement, we're going to be in charge of that too. We're not going to just take charge of the system because you can't rise to a certain point before taking all this money. And once you take all that money, then you, you owe them. And even if you do somehow buck the norm, everyone else in the system has been taking the money and they're going to squash you. <laughs> so, and even if they're, if you're not part of that system, well, if there's going to be something new, we're going to take advantage of that too. So it doesn't matter if it's like gay rights or you know whatever whatever they call it you know it doesn't matter if there's some social movement they're gonna they're surround you they're gonna like put the floats around you they're gonna like be like yeah we support you this and that they're gonna make sure that there's no one leader like there used to be they've got more money there's more support there's more people but there's less people that are like leaders because a leader can say whatever they want they can't afford that when you think who who is actually the speaker of any of these movements who is it it's a corporation they're gonna tell you who who and what to think they got us locked sick and and, and 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 when all is said and done, when they created the laws that they actually wrote and they gave to the politician that they hired, and then that goes into law, who's going to tell you what happened at the end of all that day? It's going to be some some news organization that's also owned by the same people. So we're a little bit screwed. And if we want to talk about this, if we want to talk about this, guess who's going to mess with us then? The big tech's going to meddle with our conversations, hack our brains for, for maximum ad profits and divert us to do what they want us to do. Weeding the seedlings of a people's movement. I'm creating a, a dark dystopian reality. This is not something that I've created. It's the reality that you live in. <laughs> and so... What's the escape? It begins with privacy. It begins with just having honest conversations. How do we get there? We get there with tools like, like Matrix, where it's, it's just federated and we get all out there. We get there with tools like Monero. You can't see what I'm doing with my money. It doesn't matter what you're doing with your money. I just being you. And just the fact that they can't chase us down, just like you know somebody's doing their ad networks. Who's paying the ads? Guess what? I pay, I donate to who I want to, when I want to, and I do it for my own reasons. And no one can find out about that. That's beautiful. That's what Monero is. You can't get that anywhere else. You can't find it anywhere else. That's something that, that we have. That's something that, that's, that's created. And that's something that we enjoy every day. People don't see how dark things have been and how much beauty that we have to gain. And Monero is part of the pathway to the future. Not just that, but privacy in general. Just the fact that we can have an honest conversation, just you and me. People like sitting around in Monerotopia, just having random chats. I, I was so glad that people posted those chats online because I, I missed some just because some of the people there were just so honest and like passionate that I just wanted to have a real conversation. And I enjoyed that so much, so much. So thank you, Doug. Thank you for the, everybody that put that on. Yeah. And I'm, I'm, yeah. And, and I, I, I'm looking forward to what we can do. The, I'm smiling, big smile on my face as I listen. <laughs> I hope you do. I hope I hope you feel a little bit of my my vision and my passion. One hundred percent, one hundred percent, totally yeah. totally aligned. Um, I know you were gonna you were gonna speak in Monerotopia. You uh, right? You reserved to yeah, be an after dark. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yep. So I, I've given that I've given you some of that now for Monero's birthday. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Yeah, uh, dude, it was it was great meeting you down there. Love love your energy and your vision. Uh, you're obviously welcome on this show anytime. I think we'll do a Monero talk, right? We were saying maybe we'll, we'll, we'll that's right. Sense of interview this week. What sure. what got you into Monero? What 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 is your quick little Monero story? If you wanna, if you wanna tell. <laughs> well, well, it's it it wasn't the drugs, but it was a fact that, <laughs> but it was the fact that people were buying drugs with it. And I'm a big like I, I work with complicated systems. I work with space crafts and all these things and that was really cool actually it was really weird i thought not many people were into aerospace until i sat down in Manitopia and i was sitting there with a table of six people 
and four, five out of six of those people were, were aerospace people. I was like, wow, this is really cool. Um, so there's more aerospace people than I thought. But, um, but for me, like one of the things that, that is really revealing is when the rubber hits the road. And so when I saw it, I, I try to figure out one of the things I try to get good at is seeing like how to be more efficient about getting to the truth. And I, I, some people have a story. Some people have this like, you know, like, yeah, 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 yeah. How, how do I get through all that? When I see people actually using something for that, like where they're putting their lives on the line. Okay. Now I want, I'm now I'm interested. Now I want to look into that because these people, at least it's working and people are putting their lives online and they're still working. So that's what made me look deeper. And when I got deeper into that, I found out more and more good things. And I just kept that brought me down the rabbit hole. Beautiful. So what do you think, man? Why, why is Elon not out there talking about Monero? He's, he's, you know, Mr. Extreme free speech. He's ready to take over Twitter because of his, his genuine love for, for free speech and wanting to perpetuate it with tech technology so why not uh just you know pump monero honestly he's why, a controlled why is he, position why is he staying away from monero this this the thing? name is the controlled yeah. I, I would say that there is a chance that he could be but he is so detached from economic necessity that he's on his own trolling thing where he has his own he's just entertained by no, no, dogecoin and all this yes <laughs> He has this passionate love for for you know true free speech. Why isn't he promoting a tool that potentially has the ability to you know uh, perpetuate it in a way he's never imagined? With he's still a normie. He doesn't understand. But if he could understand, <laughs> if he could understand, he could be a force for good. Uh, you think he's a normie? That that's I don't know. That's aggressive, man. Uh, no, it's, 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 you ever heard? <laughs> there's a lot. No, it, it, it's true because we've seen it time and time again when he was like, oh, I'm. I'm, I'm uh, into Bitcoin now. And now, oh, wait, this custodial wallet took all my money, That this random custodial wallet. Like, and, and he's like complaining about that. And he used his influence to get his money back. Like, you see it time and time again where he just doesn't get it. And then he understands through his learned experience. So if through his learned experience, he might come to realize that things aren't working for Bitcoin, but with through this other thing, it works. I think he might be a slight bit of an opportunist. I think he likes to get out in front of trends. Um, like right before they happen and capitalize on it. It seemed like that's what he did with Bitcoin and Dogecoin. So at the point that Elon is talking about Monero, that's probably a really good sign that really about breakthrough in a way that, you know, like Dogecoin and, and Bitcoin did recently. All right. Yeah. All right. So that's sad to see, you know, I would think... I don't know. I guess uh, I give Elon too much credit. Too much <laughs> he still credit. has hope. <laughs> um, let's let's Wait, go around yo, the room a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Hey, Linus, how's Linus. it going? Want to say hello? Uh, you're muted. Uh oh. Muted. No. No. Yeah. Hi. Yep. Hi. Hi, guys. How are you doing? Good. Let's how go are you? Man. One of the people, unfortunately, we we didn't get to meet at Monerotopia. I but know. Was behind the scenes in a major way, man. Greatly appreciate all the help uh, with conferences. Greatly. Yes. Appreciate. Thank you yeah, so yeah. much. You helped out so much. I I would have loved to come and see you all in person, but unfortunately, the U.S. government won't let me in. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to postpone it to next year, hopefully. Shit, not if we do it in New York. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> no, impossible. <laughs> yeah, that, that's why New York is a tough, tough decision. Uh, part of me wants to do it there, but part of me is understanding why we may need it somewhere else. But uh, what's what's going on, man? What, what do you think? Monero's birthday, Monero run, what, what's, what's your take? Yeah, I think it's a great day. We've seen good price action and a lot of coverage from Monero in the news. And uh, I think it'll help for the future. Um, but I have a little bit different take for the price action and adoption of Monero. I mean, it's the organic growth is really good and healthy. 
Um, but uh, I think the event that will change it all is the introduction of CBDCs. Uh, I saw just someone uh, posted in the comments, a part of me can't wait for CBDCs. And I think the same. I mean, it's really, it's a bad thing for humanity. But for Monero, it's going to be the catalyst, uh, which changes everything for Monero, I think. Um, I did some research last year on CBDCs. And back then, the timeline was something like 2024, 2025 for the introduction of CBDCs. CBDCs. But lately, I've been seeing headlines for CBDCs being introduced at the end of this year or beginning of next year. But I don't know exactly. Maybe someone on the panel here knows more about CBDCs and the actual timelines when they are going to be introduced. But uh, I think that's going to be a really big event for Monero. Yeah, I agree. I agree. That's that's a good topic, actually. What what, what we think some of the catalysts might be. I think unrealized capital gains could be could be something that that triggers a lot of people too. Wakes up, wakes up a lot of people. What you think about that? Yeah, I think so too. Yeah, as well. Uh, I don't know anything about the laws which is being introduced there in the U.S. Yeah, right now they're just they're just talking about it. But I think even the fact that it's being spoken about uh it's starting to wake people up this idea that it's it's possible for a government to to that direction or the u.s government in that direction um i mean look look where we've gone with income tax right that that started as something that was supposed to be just for the rich uh you know with unrealized capital gains who knows it might, it might be uh income tax all over again yeah true <clears throat> let's uh let's let's continue to yeah. riff on that, that topic, though, but to bring some more people up there's um, individual a you want to introduce yourself how's it going uh, hi there uh, I hope you can hear me. Yes, we can hear yeah, you. Yeah, great. How's it going? Uh, thanks, I'm fine. I want to wish a happy birthday to the whole community. Eight years, great thing. Um, yeah, first time uh, uh, live uh, here with you guys. I watch your show regular, regularly, and uh, I hope uh, you put up the, the videos from Mon uh, Monero Topia. Oh, 100%. Possible. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Just to be clear, you know, the, all, all the you know content will go up for free on our YouTube channel. Um, it's just going to you know maybe take another week or two. Yeah, uh, we... they're working on editing it. <clears throat> They're working. Plus, we're going to edit it ourselves, right? And edit the yeah, do our part. It. So yeah. Unfortunately, had some issues with the AV. Uh, you know, it was it was our fault. We were juggling a lot of things. Um, and the guy that was supposed to come and take charge of the AV, his flight got canceled. Bizarre. But Denver yeah. literally got canceled. Like that literally day. the day before. <laughs> the day before. And he wasn't going to get until like that night. So. Yeah. Luckily, we had Serang jump up and help us out. We had a Thank couple you, other Sarang. people help us. Yes, yeah, Serang. Tony. Did, yeah. <laughs> Tony was helping us out, but uh, we it was it, it could have been a lot better. Remember. And I think if he would have showed up, because that guy was not, was on top of it. Yeah. All well, we have a out, checklist for the smooth. next one. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, long story short, our audio visual kind of kind of suck, but we we got all good recordings of of the talks, right? Yes. Uh, the crypto vigilante caught caught it all, and now we're just gonna edit it. We'll edit the slides right into it, and we'll post it all up on the Monero Talk channel mm -hmm. for free. Anybody can watch that. I think they're they're still selling it on the crypto vigilante, but for our purposes, all our content will be out there for free. It's great, great to hear. Uh, yeah. And, uh, I... Then there's uh, Portugal coming up, the Monero Con in, in Lisboa. Yes. Any, any chance that uh, some of you guys are going to show up? There. We're we're we're, yeah. trying, we're considering <laughs> it. You know, I just need we're a showing up. to rest. We'll be there. We'll be there. We may just come in for the weekend, but we'll be there. Um, we'll see how that goes. And I assume, Arctic, I assume you'll be there as well, right? Yeah, I'm planning on uh, I'm being there. Um, I'm, a US citizen, I'm a EU citizen also, so I'll be able to help. And I do plan to give a presentation. I'm kind of thinking exactly how I'm going to put that together. Um, so I'm really looking forward to that. Body, Linus, are you guys going? You know yet? Anyone? No, very much doubt it. Um, I would love to go to Europe at some point, but uh, I would just find that I'm too busy to, to make the time for it. So. Yeah, it's a big trip. 
U.S. Definitely trip. Linus, what do you think? You can do uh, Monerotopia. Are you going to try to head back to Europe? <laughs> yeah. um, MoneroCon, you mean? The yes. Lisbon conference? Uh, yeah, yeah. I will not be going this year. Ah, I'm ah another. <laughs> not, not, not going back to Europe this year. Okay. D. Martian, are we going to see you there? Are we going to be chilling? I would love to. I'm not sure that I can commit to that yet. <laughs> I hear you. Hey, fungible? I, hear you. <laughs> <laughs> I, I like uh, to be a fun guy. <laughs> I might as well. Okay. Let's see. And Justin, hello. Hello, can you hear me? Yes, hey, we can. Justin, How's it going, going on, Justin? Uh, I'm doing really well. Um, just wanted to come in, say hello, happy birthday, Monero. Happy eighth birthday. It's been a while, and um, it's just been great to see Monero grow so much over that time. Yeah, uh, you know, you've certainly been a big, a big help. Um, amazing, man. I mean, what, what do you, what do you think, man? From you, you've been in this probably, you know, as, as long as anybody. What, what's your take? On, on the growth of Monero, you know, where we started and where we are today. Are you, are you, you know, impressed by it? Do you think we should be further along? H- how do you feel about uh, Monero's current uh, state being eight years old? Justin, he is here, but not here. No, 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 he's, lagging. He's, <laughs> lagging. he's lagging. He did a, he did a talk on Twitter today. It was cool. A lot of people uh, were tuning into that. They used the, the app Monero account. There were a lot of people on there. Was, that was nice to cool. see. Uh, nice. Justin, let us know when you're available. Available. To, to speak because looks like I'm you're on the run pretty sure hey, what about the meetup in the, the meetup in oh, new york city yeah there you go that's right um we have that meetup that we've scheduled for june 18th in <laughs> new york city because you know doug is just non-stop fun yeah let's talk about it. so we're gonna do a tail emission day uh we're gonna be throwing a meetup in new york and we're trying to get others to do it around the world um and we could all celebrate Monero's uh, beginning of the Monero tail emission. Uh, we already scheduled ours. We'll be doing it June 8th. I don't know if... We I don't mean, know where that, yet. That, <laughs> that day, I guess, is pretty certain at this point. Do you guys have good insight into that? It's Wednesday, June Arctic 8th. Mine, are, are, are we confident that uh, Monero's tail emission will kick in on... If, on some, if something happens, like a, a sudden movement in price and sudden movement in uh, transaction demand, the answer is no. Uh, if nothing, if it stays common, it'll be fairly uh it'll, it'll be as expected but any kind of sharp movement in price could trigger a sharp movement in um transaction demand and that could impact the tail emission mm, significantly by like well it depends on what happens but if if, if you know if you, if you start to see enough blocks uh you know enough um it could impact it yeah i mean i don't know how, how if it's a big amount of activity it could Maybe by a matter of hours, but uh, it could have an impact. Artic, let me ask you what I was basically asking Justin. I mean, mm-hmm. are, are you, what's your take on or you know Monero Monero's growth to date and where we're currently at? Are you surprised by it in that we've we've gone further than than imagined up until this point? Do you think we or do you think we would have already been further along? What's kind of your analysis of where we're currently? I mean, now? For, I still think it's a major discrepancy between the fundamentals and the, and what we have. At, happening, largely because I think the growth of Monero has been suppressed uh, quite significantly by mi- a misunderstanding of regulation, cha- uh, chain analysis companies, blockchain surveillance companies trying to get it delisted, stuff like that. There's a lot of fear around Monero, which has stymied its growth, but the fundamentals are ultimately going to come out ahead and the fundamentals really, I mean, if you listen to anybody who looks as excited about Monero because of its social impact, and great examples today 
is listening today here. Um, you've got to have something that people can use. And if people can't use it, you ain't going to have a social impact. It's that simple. And this, I think, this is the big reality that Bitcoin has missed. This is the reality, unfortunately, the overwhelming majority of uh, coins have missed. Dogecoin kind is a possible exception because at least they have a tail emission. Um, and without people being able to use it, it's not going to have a social impact. And realistically, if we're talking about something that is going to act as a replacement for Visa, and by the way, I don't look at Monero as a replacement for cash. I see it as a, as a complementary alternative to credit cards and to centralized ledgers. Not completely replaced them, but certainly an alternative for that. That's the real competition. And if that's the case, then you better have people be able to use it. That's what I'm saying. Because if they, if they can't use it, how are you going to have a social impact? And that's the fundamental problem that I have with every single one of these other cryptocurrencies, with the possible exception of Dogecoin. They, they, they're, they're not allowing the on-chain transaction activity to reach a level that will have an impact on, on people's lives. And, you know, you can get all excited about Monero and, and fine. And I'm saying, you know, I listen to people. They're very enthusiastic about it. And they feel very uh, passionate. And I'm thinking, okay, I better make sure that this thing will work, that the engineering will work, that the back end infrastructure will work, that we have the, this thing actually will respond, the, you know, and that we have the capability to meet that demand where that demand will show up, which is a matter of time. And that's kind of how I feel about this. If you pre prevent it from growing, well, how are you going to have a social impact? You're not. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Def, def. uh, I know it sounds boring and unexciting in some ways, but you have to have that capability to actually do what you're going to try to do. The other, the other side, is uh, to create the use cases to to have uh, the uh, ability ability to to spend your your monero right now you know what can you buy this is uh, i think where the community has to 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 uh, get active and and create outlets where we can spend you know oh, oh, oh i agree but i mean i'm saying the fundamental thing that stomach bitcoin is not that there wasn't a, a use case there was certainly a use case for it is that it was crippled by the inability to transact on chain. I mean, I, I remember in 2013, I used to live in Prince George at the time, driving down to Vancouver and meeting a lot of members of the Bitcoin community. And they had a lot of restaurants, a lot of businesses around Vancouver that were accepting Bitcoin. No, what are these businesses today are doing it? Why? Because it's just impossible to do. So you you have to have the ability to deliver what you promise. You got to have the ability to, to transact for a fraction of a cent or a cent. And if you cannot do that, then you get everybody excited about something. And then when it comes to actually delivering the Shane can't handle it, well, it fizzles. And that's exactly what's happened with Bitcoin. Uh, and so Monero, I, I think it's the critical M. I think right now I'm comfortable to the point that it's a matter of time, just technology will put Monero in a position of, of being able to basically replace Visa, for example. Not right away, but definitely within, you know, 10 to 20 years, absolutely. Uh, that's where I see the situation. So we have that capability. If we get everybody excited, a decade from now, we're not going to have those businesses taking Monero. Sorry? No, no, no. Uh, All Points. Oh, good. Oh, no, yes. no, I, was just, no, I, was just, I, I used to think it was, just, it was a sound issue. Is it a sound issue? Nope. No, good. you're good. We yeah. still hear okay, you. Okay, good. So this is what I'm saying. I mean, we can all get and develop and, 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 and that's great. And when I'm comfortable, comfortable now, which I wasn't with Bitcoin in 2013, by the way, is that if that happens, Monero will be able to deliver that promise and that a decade from now, those businesses will still be taking Monero and, and building on that, on that infrastructure. And that's the comfort level that I have. And actually, I would say after this, how 
not folk, I am really comfortable that that's the case. That's great. That's, that's, that's the most foolish thing I've heard all day. <laughs> so, so it's like, okay, I listen, go out, do these things. Because unlike Bitcoin in the past, yeah, you can build on that. This, this thing is solid enough right now that it can handle the, the, the blockchain, the technology on the blockchain, the scaling capability, etc., can handle over time the growth. It may have a few little glitches, but we, but, uh, we can handle it. Uh, and that's the comfort level that I have. And honestly, uh, with uh, Bitcoin in 2013, I did not have that comfort. That, that's one thing I just want to bring up too, but I uh, have everybody. Uh, we, every day I've been <laughs> every day I've been sending out Even the day ever tipping wedding. everybody. <laughs> even the day of the wedding, you know, I, I've always done it, but now I've made it a point to do it daily uh, and just forcing myself to do it, you know, in my in my daily life and uh, just letting you, I mean, it's it's super easy to do. You got to be, you know, you got to, you got to, you got to be clear with, you know, what you're telling people. But other than that, it's like, it's kind of a no brainer. Everybody knows crypto right now. Everybody knows crypto. Uh, everybody has a smartphone. Everybody knows how to download apps at this point. Everybody knows that crypto potentially has some value. Most people don't really understand it. They know that Bitcoin people got super wealthy off of Bitcoin. So when you're, you know, going through your daily life and you tell somebody, hey, I want to give you a tip. Do you mind if I give it to you in cryptocurrency in Monero? You'd be surprised. I mean, every single person I, I've asked, I've gotten them to do it. Uh, and I just get them to download, you know, Monero.com wallet. I use that one just because it's Monero only. And I don't have to explain that there's different cryptocurrencies and one step they're, you know, they're creating a wallet. Um, so to Arctic Mines point, um, you know, that that's what we have to work on now, which is circular economy. We built it. Now we need them to come. Uh, and Monero's ready. So that's just something you can do on your own, just in your daily life. You know, you get the waiter to do it. You get, you know, whatever. You go to the barber, you get the barber to do it. I got the woman working at the laundromat to do it. Anybody, anybody where you're, you're spending money. Just, Did you, you do know. it today? I'm just happy to take the The acai, uh, the girl works by the acai counter. I hooked her up two days ago. I sent her Monero tip. <laughs> then I went back in today, got my acai bowl. She gave me a better acai bowl than ever. I got it. I mean, the, the tip, <laughs> tips work, guys. People like, especially here in New York, she hooked me up. And then, uh, you know, she was, she was like sitting, like she was ready for the Monero tip at that point. She was like sitting there, like, uh, give me the Monero. And I was like, all right, take out the, take out your wallet. Bam, Monero tip. I, I'm just, back. I'm just glad the tips will clear the network. I get mine. Yeah. That's it. How about the, how about the, uh, you know the the ten minute lock time or the or whatever. Uh, that I mean, there's been some discussion about it. It's it's a bit of one of those tricky things to try to fix because of the um, sort of chain events of privacy. There's a host of ways to mitigate that. I mean, essentially through modifications at the wallet level where you split the transactions up and stuff like that. Um, I, I I that's something that I I mean practically you could do it at the wallet level in the sense that you can split the uh, the your, your change. It's like saying I gotta wait. To, uh, um, I mean, the best analogy is I gotta wait uh, twenty minutes to get my change. So I'm gonna make sure I have lots of change. So I don't have to wait as long. I mean, that's essentially what you end up having to do with a wallet if you're planning to use a lot of uh, transactions like that in a short period of time. And it's easy enough to do. I mean, you create a few multi-output transactions for yourself, uh, which would uh, generate the, the outputs that you need to do that. Yeah, I mean, it's just certainly not ideal. Body, I see you're trying to chime in. Go ahead, man. I just wanted to ask. 
um, I, I heard that Seraphis might get rid of that block block time. What's the optimism on that? Well, there is, like I said, there's a lot of work going on on this uh, to look at how to uh, address the fundamental, some of the things behind. How do you, um, and there, there is a lot of work going on on this. Uh, I, I don't have the specifics of what would be happening, but it's um, definitely that is one of the options there. The questions are, for example, if you increase the, the ring size drastically, uh, say, which is a surface is going to break about 64 or even 128, then you have the opportunity to allow some transactions to be chained and then mined at once and not breach the privacy because you can sort of delay it for a few transactions. So you can do things like that. So Seraphis, I think, will open more opportunities to do things where you, you kind of allow a certain a sort of you, you allow a few transactions to be chained and then you force them into a, a more private transaction. Those are options. There are trade-offs. Why not get the community consensus? Um, so yes, I would say Seraphis even will create the tools that will allow some more options in that respect. Uh, even, if it's, uh, even if all it does is just increase the, uh, if you increase the ring size drastically, then you do, you're kind of, I, you do open the door to say, well, Okay, maybe we want to allow the this more chain of transactions to be linked together because we're going to make some for stronger after the third or fourth transaction. I mean, so there's things, there's options there. So yes, I'm optimistic that solutions are coming down the pipeline. If that's your answer, in a general sense, but as to the specifics, I think it's a bit too too soon to to get into details. And not only that, we have a solution, but that we also have a consensus to do that. Just to, just to be clear, I don't think um, so. Surface maybe makes it slightly easier, but it doesn't really address the core problem. So it's not really the case that Surface has a solution to address this. It's that it might, like, through one of the implementations, it could mitigate the downsides of one of the approaches that's being considered. But to be clear, I, like, I don't want to set people's expectations incorrectly. There are still really, you know. I would say quite poor privacy trade-offs with trying a different method. So I know that there was a discussion where like there's a GitHub issue, for example, um, I, and some people are like, oh, well, we can't compromise on privacy, but we want to have this two-tier solution. I mean, you're inventing two different types of output tiers. You're literally able to identify which type of tier they are. That does have privacy drawbacks. So I just need to make sure people understand that the current best idea has mitigated privacy drawbacks. But again, to be clear, there is a privacy degradation. And if, if people want this UX trade-off, they're going to take a loss in privacy, which ultimately is not a good thing. So it is a difficult discussion to have, and it probably won't go through with Seraphis. It's going to have to be because of something else in addition, in my opinion. That's a very valid point. And, and, and what I'm saying, there is some mitigation there. Uh, but the, the definite privacy trade-offs, and, and then the, this is the question that, A, are we willing to do them, and are we going to get the community consensus? I'm I'm not even sure of that. And on top of the fact, well, the, the main mitigation that I can see with someone like Seraphis in many respects is you're making significantly larger ring sizes. So the sort of chain effect of something like that could be somewhat mitigated, but again, it's not a simple problem uh, in, in many ways, and in, in many respects it's breaking up the outputs. Maybe I Actually, a simple practical solution that one can do right now for this kind of stuff, to be honest. I mean, one option is that we could just even, again, with caveats, we can just shrink the lock time from like 10 blocks to, let's say, five, right? So then instead of a 20 minute lock time, you have a 10 minute lock time. Now, 
again, there are trade-offs with that, but that might be um, a more reasonable set of trade-offs than other choices, for instance. So it's a very complicated problem, and I wish I could just give people an easy, Seraphis fixes this type of solution, but it's just, this will remain one of the biggest disadvantages in Monero compared to other coins for many years, I feel. I remember um, talking with someone on Reddit, one of the devs were saying that it's, uh, the lock time isn't a privacy issue, it's uh, for chain reorganizations. It's um, stability. It's stability. The problem with the lock time is that you want to make sure that you you have stability, uh, the probability of uh, reorganizations on the chain. It's a stability problem, and uh, that's really that's the main reason why that, that's there in the first place. So, so that's the problem is that that because and as your ring sizes, you, you have more and more transactions impacted by by the real, the reorg. So that's the the reason why you have to to do that. Uh, so it's not this is not an easy problem, and and, and um, but I. I think I still am a believer that I think one can significantly address this kind of stuff through wallet design. I mean, if we want to have a wallet, if you want to have a whole bunch of small, sh if you're going to tip a lot of people with US dollars, you don't start with a hundred dollar bill, you start with a lot of coins and maybe one dollar bills and two dollar bills uh, and five dollar bills, that kind of thing. So, so that's what you would do, but you don't have a, you know, a bunch of hundred dollar bills. And, and I think that's the kind of the approach that we have to take uh, with something like Monero, if we're going to do that. Well, prepare your wallet for it, um, and then and then you don't you don't run into this issue. And that would be my yeah, that'd be my answer to that problem. Justin, you think it's years in the making, uh, even with a potential wallet solution workaround? Well, I mean, it depends what you mean by wallet solution workaround. Like, if you're able to assume someone already has money in their wallet at time A and they have to spend it a week from then, then sure, we could probably address it through a wallet implementation. But for the use case of someone receives money and then immediately needs to spend it, you know, with no ability to have funds pre. Funded, for example, that is a much more difficult use case to prepare for. I mean, today, somebody within Cake Wallet can get money today, send money to themselves relatively easily with a template that they save for themselves, and then they can batch transactions and pay 16 people or, you know, 16 times as many <laughs> template, you know, uh, change outputs they made for themselves pretty easily. But that is, you know, a payment at a later date. So it's primary. So, you know, wallet mitigations or improvements, which to some extent already exist. I feel at least with one output and with cake wallet, you can very easily pay 15 people at once, for example, with only one output. Um, but if you were going to immediately spend money, um, you know, the second or wanted to send money the second after receiving it and you didn't have money before, then that, I mean, that, that type of case is something we're not ready to address. No, that's not really, that's basically the, the one case where you can't address the wallet solution. The other possibility that we could take a look at is whether or not we want to take a look at the maximum output, if that's actually a mitigation. Uh, that was a bit of a, because that's not that, that's not the reasons it was done primarily, and I, I was very much involved with the discussions at the time. Was there was a lot of concern that verification time over bandwidth would be the limiting factor for spam attack, uh, and so that was one of the reasons for limiting that. There are others. One of them was that you wanted to favor decentralized payers and so on. So that's that fifteen that sixteen transaction limit can be looked at. I mean, that's another way to to, to mitigate in that respect. Um, if we look at that, the biggest limiting factor, which is what I believe is the case right now, for Monero's growth, it's going to be bandwidth and not verification time. And, and that means essentially that you that you can pa 
parallel process transaction verification in Monero uh, and do uh, um, and that doesn't require a hard fork. I think it's just more the interest of, of developing the code to actually do that. And you can principle use uh, uh, graphics processors or GPUs and APUs and all these sort of things to accelerate these Monero transactions. And the Bitcoin community went from uh, CPU mining to GPU mining in like uh, uh, basically a year. So it's not like it's uh, it's impossible to do. So so that could be because that's one of the reasons why that limit was put in place in the first place because it was concerned about verification time not scaling as fast as uh, bandwidth. Uh, that's the that's the, what the main rationale before it. So the, the, that's one way to look at the problem too. Um, we want to understand why certain things were done, and 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 one of the reasons that was done, the main reason that was done is is the risk of tax based on on uh, large transaction outputs. The flip side is, of course, is that you want to minimize the types of transaction types available in order to preserve privacy. So that's the, the, the other problem. You get. So it's, I mean, I think I, I'm a big believer. I think that the, that yes, the, the one use case, and this is what Justin's saying, you know, one use case where you can't do that is receive and then spend right away. Uh, that is like saying, I receive a $100 bill and I want to... Um, Spend it right away to ten people by making change, but you have to. You end up having to wait twenty minutes, basically, on average, in order to get the the thing to clear, and then you can split it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I personally haven't really run into the issue with just sending people tips. Yeah, it's it's the scenario where you send somebody Monero and they they want to turn around and it's themselves, and I'm they not... don't have any Monero at all. They know they have the Monero. They have they don't have the ability to actually access another Monero to to do that yeah, because I, that, yeah, that's the that's the scenario. I, I have run into that issue once or twice where I've, I've given people change in Monero for coffee that we're selling and then told them they could go send tip Monero to the farmers and now they're sitting there and they're waiting because uh, I just sent their change in Monero. They don't have to like, go turn around and send it. Um, yeah, it's, it's, it's unfortunate, but uh, you know, I guess fingers crossed. It's know, uh, geniuses figure out how to how to get around it at some point. I mean, I guess I, I guess the question is one of how do you mitigate it uh, intermediately? Maybe you have a longer term solution, but as Justin said, I, I just don't see it as uh, something that is going to happen right away. All right. Well, what do, what do you see coming down the pipe? Uh, so Monero's eight years old. I mean, what are things going to look like in you know, let's say the the next five years? Well, I, I would expect within the last five years, just based on the on technological change, with no change to Monero itself, that Monero will be very close to at least something like a MasterCard or you would have a significant portion of pieces transaction. Capability would have would be there. Just with just because of the change in technology at all, let alone anything you would do in the Monero network itself. I mean, it's this is the thing that 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 when we talk about scaling, everybody gets thinking it's about it that the clock is ticking. People quote me that I said well, you know, this is how much it increased since the Bitcoin Genesis block. And then they quote me what I said a year later, and it's and the goalposts have changed in that year by a factor of 1.5 or so. So it, it's uh, it, it, so that's what I think is the fundamental thing that's going to happen. The technology is getting to the point where it actually catches up with the concept of a decentralized network, and we're very close to the five to ten years, maybe a bit longer, depending on how much. As it is right now, I mean, just before Monero call, I upgraded my home internet connection to 2.5 gigabit per second symmetrical I have a home business uh, connection uh, from what I had before was uh, 1 gigabit down and about 700 megabit up when I moved in to this um, house in, in uh, 2018 the best I could get is about uh, 1 and one to 2 uh, megabit up and it's the upward bandwidth that really determines what you can do with Monero so this is technology is moving whether 
that we like it or not. And Monero is positioned to take advantage of it. That's the, that's the simple reality. Yeah, you excellent talk at the conference, by the way. Well, thank you. I, I really had enjoyed the opportunity to meet with people, to discuss with people, and so on, and, and to learn a lot, too. And uh, But yeah, I mean, it, it's, it's, I, it's at the point, I think, from a scaling perspective, where with this hard fork, I really feel comfortable that we're at the point where we're ready for, let's say, what happens if, for example, a major credit card network is attacked by a foreign government, for example. Uh, you know, we could have a significant role in dealing with the aftermath. Wow. I mean, because that's the kind of questions we need to ask. I mean, what happens if, let's say, for example, Visa gets attacked to the point that it gets crippled and suddenly, you know, they can't transact? Can we be part of the solution? Ask, uh, because people are going to not be able to pay for food and groceries and stuff and whatever. And I'm saying part of the solution. Anybody who wasn't at the conference, once again, will be posting all the all the content. So anyway. Highly recommend you, you listen to Arctic Minds talk. Arctic, I, I'm sorry we weren't able to give you more time too up on the Absolutely. No, that was that was fine. Yeah, no, that's perfect. Oh, I mean, the conference was really good. It, it was even a, f- a phenomenal success. Um, and you know, and I think it was the, a lot of the concept worked very, very well. I was really uh, pleased with it. It has to be done over multiple days in the future. I mean, but we, 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 we I mean, laugh, laugh, laugh. Exactly. I mean, like I was exhausted at the end of that day. I'm sure. <laughs> That's a good sign. Yeah. Wow, that's a good sign. It's a good sign because everybody wanted to talk because it's working because I achieved what I went there to do. So, you know, I just kind of like. <laughs> let's uh let's take it back to uh monero run for for a moment body or, or bagendorf do i mean do we have any do we know uh if there's any exchanges that basically are slowing things down they're not giving people their monero right now has anybody is anybody kind of keeping up with that in the past week definitely different exchanges have uh, multiple exchanges have opened and closed you know having technical issues with their withdrawals uh today today i, I don't think there was uh, too much, as much problems as there was in the week leading up to it. Apollonix is still not withdrawing or depositing Monero. I mean, I'm That's looking at the site right now. Yeah, Apollonix is it, it, it'd be down for about a day and a half as far yeah, as the most consistently uh, inconsistent, right? They've, they've been shut down it seems like for the longest. And it's hard to say sometimes because, you know, we're having to go off of anecdotal reports. Um, we're having, having to try and make inferences. There was a period of time where Binance said that they were open for withdrawal Withdraws, but then we had multiple reports of people saying, "Hey, I tried to withdraw and it was rejected." So they kind of like cycle these rejections. There, there was one person that um, God, they they had like I want to say it was a thousand Monero, and they were getting rejected. Like they had a list. They, the screenshot was like maybe ten or fifteen, just rejection, rejection, rejection. And uh, this guy was just he was just hammering at it. He's like, "No, give me my Monero." So uh, that was pretty cool to see someone really, um, you know, uh, taking it to them like that. But it's you know it's, it's hard to say because again. We're, this is anecdotal. We're having to draw inferences. Um, but we've never, in at least for the last year and a half that I've seen, I haven't seen this many exchanges simultaneously shutting down intermittently, hit and miss, uh, as we have in the past, I'd say, uh, maybe two weeks. And all of that happened um, coincidental with the price divergence of the rest of crypto dropping, but Monero rising. And uh, it's hard to think that that's entirely coincidental. You know, like, is it proof? No, we can't say certainly, you know, 100% sure, but it seems pretty likely science and facts is saying kraken is selling monero at 264 right now at this moment yeah. so kraken is significantly higher priced than all the other exchanges right now it, it's 
it's a thing important, I think, um, uh, Bobby's last point, and that is that it's the price divergent with Bitcoin. Because I sus- my suspicion is that the spread that they're shorting Monero on is against Bitcoin. So the price diversion with Bitcoin would, in fact, create a short squeeze in, in, in XMR BTC. And that's uh, that's the one, that's the shot that I think is most impacted from this kind of stuff. We did see, we did break a pretty long, um, like a three years long trend line, the, the 2018 XMR BTC bear market, uh, we did break through that that very long downtrend line. It was only a wick, but you know that's usually how you start breaking through. You wick above and then you close above. That's the one that I've been watching for a lot. I've been watching that trend line and I've been watching that market since 2016, actually. Uh, and that's to me the one that's really interesting because of now keep in mind, look at what a violent move that we had in 2016 in XMR BTC. Now, I think if something like that were to happen today, it would be way more violent than it was in 2016. Really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I think Dogecoin's move was uh, the kind of thing that could happen in Monero. Um, If you look at that chart... Uh, I mean, I remember in in two thousand late uh, early two thousand sixteen, and and there was uh, a lot of work done by um, Howard Chu HYC on the uh, database for Monero. Everybody was implementing the whole the code for this was being used by everyone in the community, but it didn't actually get merged. And I think it was something like New Year's Eve on two thousand fifteen, like when everybody was partying, kind of thing. This thing got finally got merged, and and it said this, and then all of a sudden, you know, nothing happens, and it's and then all of a sudden, off a way off, triggered apparently by some DNM market uh, accepting Monero or something, and 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 it was really really violent. Um, you know, a catalyst that I think that um, could contribute to that is these Mount Gox coins. Um, One hundred forty-one thousand Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash are going to get released. Mark Carpellis said like maybe early fall or late summer, so I don't know maybe August, September, October. But when those coins get released, some of them are going to get sold to fiat, some are going to get hodled, and some are going to get converted to altcoins. And people that had coins on Gox from 2013, those are the crypto people that are most likely to know about Monero. And uh, so we'll probably get some portion of those guys converting to Monero. And if it's true, which we think it is, that there's um, there's a bit of a liquidity squeeze that some of these exchanges are short on Monero, you know, that even just a small uh, amount of that Bitcoin converting to Monero and then pulling to their own wallet and the Gox, go- the Gox people, they definitely know the importance now of pulling to their own wallet. Um, that could, I think that's, uh, that could be a catalyst for us doing some really good things with the ratio soon. I, I would agree with that because I'm from that generation of, of, of Bitcoin users. And, and one of the biggest things that people from that generation expected in Bitcoin is actually being able to use it. Now, it was before the big privacy scare of uh, also of uh, the um, the chain analysis or blockchain surveillance company. So that really didn't start taking having an impact about 2014. Uh, so these are people that are used to Bitcoin as what it was originally designed to do as opposed to what it's become. Um, and they're not going to be very happy with Bitcoin being what it is today in many respects. Yeah. And uh, on a sentiment level, I we're pretty good friends with Bitcoin Cash. Like I sometimes go hard against, against the project because to me, Bitcoin Cash has almost all of the failings of Bitcoin except for one, which is block size. Um, and I know that's not perfectly technically true, but um, you know, we, we have a lot of friends in the Bitcoin Cash community and a lot of those guys have 
have seen their prices just drop and drop and drop. Um, and if you look at the Monero versus Bitcoin cash chart, we've broken up to new all-time highs already. So I think there's a decent percentage of um, people with Bcash. And I say that not, I don't say Bcash to be mean. It's just, it rolls off the tongue. Um, but I think <laughs> a decent percentage of those guys um, converting as well. So, you know, fingers crossed that, you know, their daily goes to open them. If Monero overtakes Bitcoin cash and market cap, then there's going to be a major move. Yes, I expect Yeah. That. Because if you're a big blocker in Bitcoin, that is Monero is actually, I mean, I happen to be uh, somebody who went to Monero from Bitcoin over big blocks before Bitcoin cash even existed. Hmm. So, I mean, that's that's why I'm here. I mean, I became, I was, uh, I left Bitcoin over scaling. And, and I always tell people, when well, you joined Monero over scaling and not over privacy. And I said, I learned to value privacy as a member of the Monero community, not the other way around. Huh, that's cool. So I went, I would be, I had divested out of Bitcoin into Monero over scaling just before finish that last 0.1% or whatever, just before Bitcoin Cash uh, was launched, whether that's the, the, the fork occurred. But, uh, and I posted in uh, Bitcoin Talk in the original thread, uh, a warning about uh, these problems in 2013. And I literally had given up on Bitcoin in 2015 over this issue. You know, so, you were talking earlier about usage and that it's important that we use Monero, uh, that it's actually transactional. And, uh, you know, I, I think we we all watched as this, this sort of transformation of, uh, you know, digital cash into digital gold. And, the, you know, they say, oh, well, number's going to go up more if we if we try to be digital gold. And maybe on the short timeline over the course of a few years, that was true. But if you actually look at the market cap of cash versus gold, you know, gold is what, maybe 15 trillion, maybe a little bit more with the recent pump, you know, so, so if you're trying to be digital gold, and you're trying to steal some of that market cap from gold, there's really kind of a ceiling because the market has already placed a value on the speculative nature of a bearer monetary asset. And it's about $15 trillion, maybe, maybe $20 trillion. But the market, like the M2 monetary supply, so while checking cash, um, time deposits less than a year money market, that's 27 trillion US dollars. And that's just the United States, right? That doesn't count Europe and China and all the other economies of the world. Plus, you've got the United States treasuries and bonds, which are traded as a type of cash across the world. Uh, so the market for being money is vastly, you know, multiple orders of magnitude larger than the market cap of a speculative bearer instrument uh, or digital gold. So, you know, that's as the years go on, I, I think it'll start to become more clear that your your upper limit for market cap is, is not going to, uh, it's not going to happen because of being digital gold, but it'll happen because of being a real user currency. So, you know, Monero is, seems to be well positioned to continue on over the long term in that regard. Well, I, I kind of feel that actually when it comes to cash, and if you want to withdraw cash out of a bank and move it around efficiently, gold is already way more efficient than physical cash. Mm. I mean, if you actually look at the weight of an ounce of gold and at the same amount of weight in US $100 bills, um, the gold coin is a lot lighter and easier to carry down than a gold amount of $100 bills. Mm. So, so I think that's changed in the last 20 years. There's a comment here, uh, if Monero scales to do transactions at level of Visa MasterCard, will we theoretically save on fees using XMR compared to using Visa MasterCard? The answer is yes, especially if you're using uh, credit cards internationally uh, and quite significantly. Uh, for example, if I were to buy with Canadian dollars uh, and convert to US dollars using a credit card for a transaction in the United States, you have to pay the merchant's fee and you also have to pay, pay a spread on the on the, um 
uh, CAD USD rate typically about three to four percent. So the whole thing is going to come up between both parties about seven percent at the minimum, even higher in some cases, certain types of transactions. You can hedge the risk of somebody going from, say, CAD to XMR to USD for under one percent. So that definitely, once you factor in all the costs, there will be significant uh, savings in, in uh, merchant fees. And the other thing, of course, that happens is that you also avoid the risk of uh, chargebacks and fraud, which is a humongous problem in the credit card industry. Hey, you so know, I saw a comment that was put in the Fausto Collado, I think it was, something like that. It was a comment on that. I, I just thought of something that's maybe slightly a change of topic, but, um, you know, there's a bunch of talk about Ukraine these days and, you know, the ability to move large amounts of cash and maybe get around sanctions. Do you all remember, it wasn't that long ago, like maybe nine months ago, um, some Ukrainian politician had to declare that they had like $15 million worth of Monero. Uh, yeah, yeah. Tried, yeah tried, I haven't made that connection until just now, randomly, you know, and then the Ukraine war started. So I, I don't know. What do you guys think about that? Well, I mean, it, it, apparently this person bought it in 2014 or 2015. And, and uh, uh, if that's the case, then it's quite possible that he got it for perfectly legitimate sources. Uh, because the price of Monero, you could buy a Monero at the time for 25 cents. I won't. So it's quite a bit of, you know, this is the thing where people talk about money laundering and so on. It's, it's uh, uh, what was the real value you need to look at is what was the cost basis of that person purchasing the funds. I mean, if they purchase at a low enough cost basis, what may be a humongous amount of money today may be perfectly fine because it was very small at the time. Uh, I don't know the particulars of the case, but I but I do believe the claim was that it was bought somewhere around 2014, 2015. And, and about the only place you could have done that at the time in in reasonable way would have been Polonia. Mm. A plausibly deniable story, sounds like. It's like saying the guy who sold the pizza for 10,000 Bitcoin. Well, what's 10,000 Bitcoin worth today? Well, did he keep the receipt for the pizza to prove that that was the source of the Bitcoins and therefore has to account for anti-AML and KYC on, uh, what is it, 500 million or something? I mean, that's, that's 10,000 Bitcoin. There was a counterparty to that purchase for 10,000 bitcoins of a pizza, which is the fellow who actually took a credit card and had the pizza delivered to this, to this guy who sold the pizza, the couple of pizzas, and paid like $40 or whatever for the pizzas. Well, that individual, if they kept the, that transaction, and it, what, did they keep the receipt for the pizza to prove that that was how they bought the bitcoins? All I know is I, s- I sent some potentially very large tips. <laughs> People are going to look back. Oh, my God. Uh, the, the Ukrainian guy, we tried, We actually tried getting him on Monero Talk. Uh, I think we got a response, right? Yeah, like he had, we communicated, but obviously he, did, he didn't agree. Yeah, to he it, didn't but, agree to come on. Um, but... and, uh, that, that, was, that was when it first came out a few years ago. I don't think we tried since. No. For trying and then we reached out to yeah. the journalist, I think it was. Oh, I had reached out to a journalist, yeah. and then we reached out to him. But then... Yeah, because that was an interesting yeah. story. I see, we, I see we have uh, Raf on. Is that Raphael? Yo, yo, yo. Happy birthday. Birthday Monero. Hey, How's everyone doing? <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm a, I'm a mess right now. That's why I'm not on camera. Okay. I, it's, been, it's been a wild ride. And yes. uh, thank I'm you, sure. Sunita and Doug, for putting together such an awesome conference. Mm-hmm. I was able to get 18 interviews. And awesome. dude, and they're all gonna be for free. They're all gonna be going out for free for everyone. You know, I okay, think it's more just... important just to put it out for everyone yeah, than okay. to monetize for it because yeah. that's just the ethos of the Monero community. 
whatever. We're just going to do that. And uh, we're just very happy to be here. Thank you guys for everything that you guys do. I mean, um, if it, if it wasn't for the Monero community of contributors, uh, the crypto space would be a very depressing place in general. And it, and it really, um, the crypto community owes Monero a huge um, thank you because Monero is really like that, like that meme that we used to have, the Church of Monero. It's very real. You know, it, it really is a, a, a very beautiful environment where everyone is really pursuing excellence. So I really want to thank everyone that has made Monero possible and that still continues to work on Monero. Uh, thank you for all your hard work because it really means a lot to everyone. Awesome. Awesome. Thank, thank you. you. Thank for, you for the uh, kind words. <laughs> Appreciate yeah, it. And yeah, thanks for helping us out for the virtual conference. Yeah, because we wouldn't have been able to do that. So we appreciate yeah, it. And, and thanks for, oh, I'm sorry, Sina. Oh, no, I'm just saying thank you to, you know, you and the entire team. We really appreciate it. You guys are awesome. And we that was really helpful. Um, yeah, our pleasure. It was definitely, it, yeah. uh, it, it was challenging. It was challenging here and there, but it was definitely worth it. And, yeah. <laughs> and but we can't. <laughs> But but the but the thing is is that you know when you love something you you can't you you just do it and 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 the energy just comes out of nowhere because you really care about it and it's very obvious that that is what everyone really shares um within the Monero community so I look forward to many more Monero Topias that are much longer than just one day <laughs> yeah not from eight in the morning to eleven p.m. at night. <laughs> Yeah. And yeah, thanks, Raf, uh, for uh, arranging the virtual conference. I was part of it right from the beginning to the end. I think I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much. Yes, you're very welcome. I'm really happy we're able to do that for you guys. I hope that we're able to do it even better next time. And yeah, just uh, the the videos are, the interviews are amazing. I interviewed Arctic Mine. That was an amazing interview. Uh, they are incredible. And they will be out shortly on our YouTube channel, The Crypto Vigilante. So just stay tuned it will they will be out one after another Rafael, i gotta ask you because at one point we we sat down we did an interview i it was a great convo but then i think at the end you said uh you lost it or something no 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 no. i got it the whole thing it was like around nine feet it was like a little yeah. on your side it was like you know we were all having time at that point um and you had told me as soon as we finished you're like oh shit i didn't hit record i did hit record i I was just so um, automatic in, in muting the mics after it was done that I, I at that point I did it without thinking. So for a second there, I thought I had muted the whole conversation. Oh my so, God. But no, it was great. It was great. Everything came out. <laughs> good. Yeah, you were nonstop too. <laughs> Yeah, it was great. No. It was a great conversation. Everything got recorded. Everything was great. You coming to uh, MoneroCon in Portugal? Oh, well, I'm still kind of recuperating from um, <laughs> Monerotopia and uh, the Guns and Bitcoin conference, which was amazing. Um, I, I got a lot of interviews there as well. Um, it, it seems that at the Guns and Bitcoin conference, you got a lot of people, a lot of Bitcoiners that are that share the worldview of the Monero community. So you have the guys from like Sparrow Wallet, Samurai Wallet, Ronin Dojo, like real bad badasses and so i got I, I did that marathon after the monerotopia so we're still talking about portugal uh jeff berwick mentioned it kind of like nudge nudge yesterday <laughs> but we're like we're just breathing right now but yeah i mean it, it, we'll see what well, we'll let you know we're thinking about it all right so, yeah, the word on the street is that uh the crypto vigilante is in on the uh, monero run i mean the word on the street is is that we are that monero is our favorite crypto 
community because of their strict adherence to the free and open source software ethos. And so I think that what the Monero community has is extremely unique and anything that the Monero community goes for, we're going to support 100% always. Cool. Yeah, someone on Reddit said that uh, that you guys were, were helping out on your end. So that's cool. Yeah, definitely. Anything that the we see that the Monero community doing, it's almost like um, the Monero community just moves. It's really spontaneous in the way that things happen, but it really is. Um, it, yeah, I mean, you guys are doing things right because you guys check your egos at the door. Everyone does. And and that's very beautiful. I, I, I don't experience that anywhere else in crypto, that the Monero community really checks their ego at the door and it's about pursuing excellence first and foremost. Speaking of checking ego at the door, we weren't at Guns and Bitcoin because they, <laughs> they booted us from the conference, but I, w- I won't even go into that, which is just absurd. Absurd. But Rob, oh my God, but no, we want you to go into that that, yeah, that yeah, sounds yeah. like a juicy story yeah we were we were their press part their first press partner and then uh, they uh canceled us um but ralph when you were there one of the things that i was going to push bitcoiners on there is this idea that they're always you know those that are you know open to monero or monero curious they always end with the line yeah but it's just you know it's just the technology that you that only use if you need it for privacy and it's it's ultimately going to trend to zero against bitcoin was that going around there guns of bitcoin or did that not, were, there, were there those uh were they coming around to this idea that bitcoin that monero itself uh you know is, is gonna have real world value yeah um look the the guys that i interviewed and the the bitcoiners that were there are bitcoiners that um they're i would call i would i would say that it was as if i was speaking to people in the monero community because they were very honest and logically consistent i never heard any of them say anything along those lines i was actually very um i was very surprised that they see themselves as playing a very necessary role in keeping BTC from becoming full-on tyrannical, uh, full-on, you know, a surveillance mechanism, a, a mechanism of control. So that's the role that uh, they see themselves playing within the BTC ecosystem. And they all spoke very favorably about Monero. So no, I, I didn't really come across that. Uh, everything was recorded. So you guys are going to be able to hear those uh, conversations um, when they come out for yourselves. But uh, as far as I remember, no, they none of them really like skirted around the fact that Monero is a wrecking ball on its way to to, 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 to really give people financial freedom. Awesome. Right. Just, a, just, a, just a quick question on that. Were they focusing just on privacy or also on scaling? Privacy, first and foremost. Privacy, is really what foremost these, yeah. yeah, is what these uh, wallets are are promoting. And, and these wallets are Samurai Wallet, Sparrow Wallet, and Ronin Dojo. So that's focused. That's, that was their focus. Uh, there were other two, there were two other um, Bitcoiners there that were promoting mining from home, but it was not emphasis there was no emphasis on scaling it was just an emphasis on how if you're if you wanted to mine from home this is how you would do it and that was econo alchemist and upstream data yeah that's really interesting so the once i think the awareness of the scaling question becomes deeper that is where we're going to see the real move um yeah i don't know i don't know what btc is going to do regarding their scaling problems i know that there's a lot of talk now uh from people like peter todd saying that they should um you know have a tell in emission kind of like monero um, you know, break that 21 million hard cap. Oh boy. There's, yeah. So there's that conversation yeah, that they're having. Yeah. So, uh, that is a solution, to be honest. Uh, if they wanted to solve scaling properly, then they could actually implement Monero's adaptive blocks as technology. But how will that fly in the Bitcoin community is something else. Never. 
I mean, uh, I don't know about that one. I mean, uh, but I would say yes if you wanted to solve the problem of scaling in Bitcoin. That's what you have to do. Yeah, I hate I to say know. it. I hate yeah. to say it. That, and then you go. All you have to do once you well, because it's very easy to go from a private coin like Monero, which is actually one of the toughest uh, blockchains to do scaling properly on, to Bitcoin. It's a lot easier to do it on Bitcoin than on Monero. But you need that television. Yeah, one hundred percent. There is a lot of forethought in Monero. Um, so that is evident, and forethought that that it is really lacking in the BTC design of whatever they want to turn that into. But anyway, that will be a very interesting debate to watch is all I can say. Oh yeah, all those conversations will be coming out uh, soon. I, um, I think, there, I think I don't know exactly how we're going to put everything out in what order, but it will probably be one Monerotopia talk, one Guns and Bitcoin talk, one Monerotopia talk, one Guns and Bitcoin talk, and so forth. All right. <laughs> all right, Sunita's ready to call it here, guys. Uh, we're going to, yeah, we're going to, I think we're going to end it here. We're going to keep celebrating Monero's birthday offline. Um, go blow, blow out candles. <laughs> yes. <laughs> all right. Guys, thank you so much. Thank you to all uh, of you. A lot, lot of good information today. Really thank appreciate you. Thanks for having us. Thank you, guys. Thank you for awesome. everything, guys. Yeah. yeah, thank you. And uh, yeah, thanks to the viewers. And uh, we appreciate your love and support. And with that, happy birthday, ha Monero. Happy, happy birthday, Monero. <laughs> Bye, guys. See you next week. Ciao. Bye. Thank you for joining Bye -bye. us on this week's Monerotopia yeah. episode. We stream live shows every Saturday at 11 a.m. Eastern. You can find and subscribe to our show on YouTube and Odyssey or listen to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or Stitcher. Don't forget to follow us on Twitter or join us in the Monerotopia Telegram group. See you all next week.